Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's hard to be a plural wife when your husband has a wife leaving him. And most men in monogamy, they just, they go do stupid stuff and they date whoever and they're angry and they're pissed and women suck. He's dealing with that while he's married. And I've told him several times, I feel like he's lining up all women and I'm there too. And you're there and you're there. And he's shooting us all down because Christine is a woman and he's angry and he's hurt. I think women bear a very different burden in plural marriage than men do. And I've seen men leave plural marriage feeling like, you know, five, six wives, never feeling like they had been loved. Plural marriage isn't all beer and Skittles. You know, it's, it's, it's not for men. I mean... There's a different burden that I don't want to sit here and mansplain to. ear right now is it don't belong to you and you don't belong to me yeah yeah freedom 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 for janelle welcome back to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me cara berry sister wives season 17 finale edition we did it and by we i mean janelle and by janelle i mean she just all over that fucking family. And she said, you know what? You know what? Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm out of here. And I loved it. And I think you all did too. Ooh, before we get into this, we are looking, staring down the barrel of a uh, <clears throat> three-part tell-all, once again hosted by Sukanya, um, in which it was revealed that officially, uh, Janelle and Cody have been separated for several months at this point and this is at the point of taping which i believe was several months ago so uh we might be getting an update as to the status of their relationship possibly after the tell-all it's anyone's guess but either way separation is enough for me i'm thrilled happy blood is coursing through my veins um yeah let's just get into it god what a great episode we you guys we guys I have not, in all of my reality TV watching in years, watched a season that was just compelling every single episode. 
every episode was good. Not a flop amongst them. All just jam-packed with drama. And honestly, I think we can all say we deserve. This is the most satisfaction I've gotten out of my investment in watching years of other people's lives to see this come to fruition in such a way that was just like necessary and what I wanted. Honestly, this was like the most non-sexual satisfaction I've possibly ever had. I had like the biggest orgasm, just like, you know, proverbially speaking, not really. Because how could I possibly with anything having to do with Cody Brown? But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, Actually, before I start the episode, I wanted to... I just got back from a trip that I had been hinting, but so I didn't want to say the location, not because I think I'm famous or anything, um, just because I'm paranoid. Okay. Um, but I went to a friend's wedding in Mexico and I had the loveliest time, the best weekend. It was like a beautiful, like could not ask for anything more. Um, while I was there, my friend was like, did you talk about, uh, being here for the podcast? And I said, no, thinking, Maybe they want a privacy. I don't think that was the case. I <laughs> So shout out to you, Dustin. Shout out to you, Brent. Congratulations to the both of you. I'm saying it forevermore. I truly had like the best time. It was exactly like what I needed, but also just being able to watch two people in love and like cement their marriage was a real privilege, even for me, a stone cold bitch with no heart. So you guys, here you go. Here you go. Here you have the floor. I was in Mexico and I had the greatest time. If you guys are looking for an adults only all inclusive place to go, I would recommend. I went to the Unico 2087 and it was just like, bitch, now I know what people say. I have been to first class and I can't go back. This is my life now. Like I can't, I, how do I have another vacation like that where people are just, you know, it, it was too much. It was too much and I'm spoiled. And I knew this would happen because I know myself. Like, I know that deep down I'm a bougie bitch and that really this is the life I deserve, right? And so I acclimated fish to water, fish to water. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And I'm a great tipper for what it's worth. So don't make this into anything like that. Okay. I'm I'm very grateful. I just acclimated very well to it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, highly recommend. I need to go on another vacation. And that's that. Let's get into the episode. Let's talk about people who are miserable and need to break up. Not unlike this incredibly happy couple who's going to be in love forever. So finally, on the very last episode of the season... Mary gets to head up the opening scene because Janelle, Robin, and Cody are coming over to look at Janelle's plans for the property. So Mary says that it's actually been more than a couple of months now, two and a half months since uh, Christine has fucked off to Utah, and they have not gotten together since then, which she said was kind of weird. Now, I had to think, like, weird because this is a short turnaround for you normally, Mary? Or, like, what are we talking here? Because I feel like you can go several months without seeing Janelle or uh, Ariel, Dayton, or Brianna, the whole the whole gang. I feel like that's not uncommon for you, but okay, I guess this is weird. Now, Cody says in a confessional that Robin and I and our kids got COVID, except for Aurora, and that it was pretty rough. And then he says, you know, for people who lost their sense of smell, as we find out last week, it was Gabe, or people who only had it for three days, uh, cut to Janelle. Uh, you know, they don't really understand. And he just wants to kind of like grab him by the throat, you know, like a very normal reaction and just be like, you don't know what I went through. That's literally how he said it. You want to grab your son by the throat, the one that you forgot his birthday to tell him that he doesn't understand the pain that you went through, you sick bitch. That's what you're saying. You fucking psycho. And you can't tell me that we wouldn't have heard the laundry list of Cody's uh, symptoms if he had them, right? Why didn't we hear that? He didn't He didn't go through and say what symptoms he had last week. He didn't. He talked about Aurora, or no, Brianna and, and uh, Robbins, but didn't say anything about his except for like, when I dropped Robin at the off of the hospital, I kind of wanted to admit myself again because my chest, but I didn't want to be faking sick. Remember that, Cody? You didn't want to fake sick. And then everybody's acting like you went in a fucking downward spiral. Why? Because you got less than 11 hours of sleep. I really think that's what happened. He didn't sleep very well and just like 
fucking spiraled. And that was it. And listen, I can kind of relate, but not to the point where other people would be crying about my descent into madness. Like, you're a drama queen, girl. Calm down. Anyway, maybe grabbing and, and assaulting your son would be better. Maybe you could do that on his next birthday. At least you'll prove that you remembered what day it was. Janelle's kind of like, there's really no point in me showing these plans to these people. It's not like they're going to motivate themselves to pay off the land. These are the same plans I've had for months now. They they already know what it is anyway. I'm just like putting my foot down here, like establishing my territory and saying, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Just so you all know, I'm looking you in the eyes and saying, I'm trying to move forward here. Then you see the light go off and or begin really in Janelle's eyes when she says that every time she asks Cody about paying off the land, he just it gets aggressive and like doesn't want to talk about it. But she doesn't really give a shit. Nevertheless, she persists. And it's just like, you know, maybe I'll take a little break, but then I'll just ask him about it again. You know, this is my estate. Interesting wording. This is my estate. Meaning... Uh, this is going to be my part in the divorce. Like, estate is a word you use when you're breaking up with somebody, right? Right? Or like you're dying? She's not dead, clearly. She's thriving more than ever. So, hmm. So the Bobsy twins keep doing their, like, uh, two-person act, Robin and Cody. And so Robin decides to take the wheel to be like, oh, gosh, this is really disgusting. Weird that we're discussing this when we haven't touched base since after she left. Bitch, she couldn't even say Christine after she left. And then Cody's like, Yeah, you know, I can't even pretend like there wasn't a conversation before. Like, do you guys want to talk about it, Mary? You have anything do you want to say? Because, like, I'm totally cool if you want to say anything. So Mary's like, Now, why am I in it? I'm just saying, it. she goes, Robin's the one who brought it up. What are you asking me for? <laughs> Which is like the most fair question that Mary's asked in a long time. Robin decides to roll her eyes and be like, well, I feel like we need to talk more in this family. Okay, then talk. Then talk. Like, she's always shooting from the sidelines like a fucking, what do you call it? Like a yeah, passenger driver. <laughs> like a backseat driver or something. Like, she's always, you know, just off expecting everybody else to do their things. And and you don't get to do anything or you don't have to do anything. It's everybody else's fault for not being active. But you can just say, well, I wanted this or I felt this so bad or I've tried. <laughs> Footage not found. And that's just enough. That's just totally sufficient for Robin. Then she says in a confessional that she feels like there's a big lack of communication in the family. Yeah, mostly coming from you, girl. Mostly from you. So Robin says that in the next part of my life, meaning post-Christine, I want communication in the family to be better. So Cody says, well, do you mean between me and you or with everybody? And Robin's like, well, everybody. Cody says that they all need to get to a place of pure honesty because it feels like there's been a fakiness around them. And, you know, because of Christine. Because all that time Christine pretended like she was happy when she actually wasn't. <laughs> Now, I think we've all had this conversation many times over, literally every episode where they bring up the fact that they act like they don't know where Christine came from and all these emotions came from or why she left. Even though we've all been watching the show, y'all have been living this, it's your actual lives, and uh, you seem to have like no awareness for the fact that she's been miserable since cameras were up on episode one of season one, <laughs> literally since then. How do you guys not see it? Y'all are punking me okay so i actually want to bring up something um payton went on live i'm actually not sure how no this must have been pretty recently right within the past couple of weeks he answered a lot of questions um he definitely has a fondness for janelle that i found very sweet and endearing he speaks very highly of her and you know he's like she's always gonna be my mom i, I love her I really can't remember exactly what he said about Gwen and his relationship with her, but it was eh, nice, nasty, I would say. It seems like they're still not getting along, which is no surprise to me. Um, and that he has a relate, like he and Savannah get along with each other, but they don't really communicate because they don't really have a lot in common. But that's just, you know, I, I think that's fair. Like they just, I feel for Savannah. I really do. Savannah seems like 
out of all of the OG kids, that she is really the one who's getting more swept under the carpet than anybody. And I, I feel, I really feel for her. But we'll get more into that in a second, because she said some things that really bummed me out um, later. So then Robin claims that every time something big or painful happens in the family, everybody just glosses over it. Then Janelle, who's been sitting here, she's been quiet this whole time, finally says in a confessional, I really don't know what there is to discuss because I feel like we're heading towards a Christine bashing session. And honestly, I don't really feel like I need to process anything about that. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. So then Robin and Cody completely start rewriting history. The history that we've all seen about Christine not wanting to move into one house altogether. So Robin says in a confessional that after Christine said that, that Christine and Cody had a private conversation in which Christine let out a lot of truths or something. Now, why would you know that? How did you know that? How did that private conversation get to you, Robin? So weird. People telling you things that you shouldn't? Involving you in relationships that you claim not to want to be a part of? That's so strange. Fortunately, Janelle snaps us into reality by saying, actually... I was really the only one who said I wanted to live in the one house. Yeah, Christine was most adamant about not wanting to do it, but Mary or Robin didn't really say anything. Mary acted like she didn't care one way or the other, and Robin said nothing. So what are we mad at Christine for? Also, the way they're rewriting this history is though Christine did what Cody did to Christine, like he did with Utah, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down, and then pull the wool out from under him and was like, oh, no, I actually didn't. When, excuse me, the whole time she'd been extremely consistent about, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it, and it's no shade to anybody else. I just don't want to live there. She had this whole conversation with Robin about feeling a basement wife and feeling disrespected and how she didn't want to be triggered by moving back into that house. So why are we acting like y'all didn't hear that? Like, it's almost fucking... Like more disrespectful that you guys are acting like you don't remember any of this. Right? Than to just like acknowledge it. Like that means that y'all really didn't give a fuck about her in that moment. That actually makes more of Christine's point. <laughs> that you guys are claiming not to remember any of this. Like it doesn't make you look good either way. Like either Christine's feelings were so insignificant to the both of you that you simply don't remember the repeated times where she made herself abundantly clear or you're choosing not to remember it, which is also psycho because for your own benefit to make yourselves look better when it doesn't, you know, like both are bad. And it really leads me to believe that kind of for Cody, at least he just didn't take her feelings into consideration because she said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then Christmas of 2018, he was like, Hey, here are the plans for this house that you said that you really didn't want, you know, <laughs> like all roads lead to asshole Cody. Congratulations. So then Janelle asks if everybody would still be down for the one house. And Robin's like, no, you know, not after the year that we've had, you know, not after the drama that came from that. I definitely wouldn't want to do that. I was shocked by the past year and a half and it has shattered what the family was. So now we have full confirmation that Robin is making the choice to not blame Cody for the divorce of Christine at all, but it's all that blonde bitch's fault. And that's it. Now Cody says everything we need to say about Cody in this one sentence. <clears throat> so Robin's talking about how like, there are all these ugly parts of their family and how they've been revealed because of COVID and now they need to fix those things. Cody says in a confessional, I don't know how to fix it, but they're not trying to fix it either. So Cody gets a pass because he doesn't know how. And yet he feels like everybody else is just simply not trying. They don't, they're choosing not to do this. (laughs) But you just get to not know how. You as the alleged leader and high priest of your family. But everybody else is just like making the choice. Like the way this man creates conspiracy theories in his mind about everybody conspiring against him or not wanting to try or not sticking around and he's not a quitter when he could just like take ownership. (laughs) He's unwell and he's unredeemable. Irredeemable? He's both of them. So Robin asks if the family is going to be like a pod, if Flagstaff is going to be their base or what's going on. And then Robin's face scrunches up and she touches her eyes. Didn't see a tear. 
to be clear. And she says she's absolutely shocked by Christine leaving and that it has put her in a very dark place. Janelle says in a confessional that Cody would share stories with her that Robin shared with him about how Christine treated Robin. You, you follow me? <laughs> so Robin's coming to Cody to say, oh, Christine's treating me poorly. Wah, wah, wah. And then Cody's now going to Janelle to try and find an ally in her so that they could all team up against Christine to make her enemy number one. Janelle says that this has been going on for literally years so she does not know why all of a sudden it's a shock to them robin and cody that christine's leaving so then robin says in a confessional she doesn't know the conversations that janelle and cody have but she learned a long time ago she said this earlier in the season that venting to cody about her frustrations with her sister wives actually harmed her relationship with cody so she doesn't do it anymore i bet i bet that seems like a real specific thing to to claim to not be doing you know a little too on the nose <laughs> kind of seems like you knew to say that that you don't do that it feels like a lie maury what do you think and then cody says another fucked up thing in a confessional which is like well you know over the years janelle and christine have had thousands of complaints against each other okay so what now they have a better relationship isn't that what you wanted isn't that what you've been complaining about christine ruining the family by not doing it with robin why you now resent the fact that Christine and Janelle get along? Like, you want them to... What? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they didn't fuck with each other for a long time. They've all... We've all recognized this. We've all acknowledged that. But now they do. So, what do you care? So, then Cody tries to say, like, well, it seems like you guys didn't want to be what I've been trying to push on the family all this time. Like, one big unit. So, now that Christine's gone, you know, maybe we shouldn't be upset. Why are we lamenting this when nobody wanted it in the first place? The tiniest violin just plays in the background. So, Robin goes, well, you don't get to say that to me. Because I, I did want it to be like that. And then Mary says, well, I just don't think it's fair for you to speak for the whole family. Which I still feel like it's a very tactical thing for him to say. Like, manipulative. He knows that they wanted it. He's been doing this since, like, season 13. Well, I, maybe you guys just didn't want what I wanted this whole time. Maybe you didn't. Because he wants them to grovel and be like, no, I did. I really did want it. Then we get this odd scene with Mary in a confessional where she closed her eyes and it's like, you know, I want to say something and I'm wondering if I should because it's about my situation with him. And then she opens her eyes and kind of looks around and is like, all right, I'm going to say it. And then she says, it's just interesting hearing Cody talking about this and the parallels that are happening with Christine and him are happening with him and Christine. And I just feel like it's kind of disturbing because some of the things that he's frustrated with Christine, he did to me, but he wants to work with Christine, but not me. And it's like, well, that's, yeah. I mean, yes, you really need to realize that he doesn't want you, but also, yeah, like you should be more disturbed by the fact that he's using the same playbook on you that he did with Christine. But you also do re need to realize that that man doesn't want you. Well, there's a couple things going on here. So then Robin tells the table that if you aren't really committed to the family, then I want to know. So Mary looks at her and goes, Robin, I think you know exactly where I am. And I'm still here because I'm still trying. Six years, 10 years, 15, 20 years later, I'm still here. It's what I want. So Robin just nods her head. Mary says in a confessional, I'm here, Robin. I'm here. And there's silence. So Robin says in a confessional that the really, the real, ugh, the reason why she's being silent, she loves Mary and she loves that Mary's saying that she wants to work it out, but she's purposely not saying anything because she doesn't want to intimidate Cody and Janelle and make them think that they have to conform in order for them to get to the bottom of some issues. Robin, what the fuck are you talking about? Why ask the question if the response you feel is going to intimidate other people? That literally makes no sense. So then Cody says in a confessional that he's exhausted. Who cares? If you're not with me, you're against me and you can F off. And ironically, Mary's trying to support me, but I don't want to be in a relationship with her anymore. You hear that, girl? Ironic. Ironic. I... 
yeet myself off the Verrazano Bridge if somebody, a man, referred to a relationship as ironic. I mean, (laughs) the words just keep getting, like, more neutral, but still, they're almost more mean, you know? Because they say, like, the really way you know that you're over somebody is that you just don't care. Like, he has nothing for her. (laughs) Wake up, Mary. No, you know what? I told myself I'm not. I'm done. She doesn't, because I'm wanting this more than her, and I so now I have to be done. So, you know what? Stay in bed, girl. I don't care. I Hands washed. So Robin, who just said that she didn't want to respond to Mary's positivity about staying in the family, because she didn't want to intimidate Janelle and Cody, goes to Janelle and says, I gotta hear from you. But Janelle doesn't even, not, she does not even look she does not even look at Robin, does not even acknowledge her. It made me laugh so hard. Looked straight at Cody. She's like, you know, Cody, I do think that you, Cody, focus about us being together. And to be honest with you, I don't know that I want to do the work. Basically, it kind of feels like I'm being forced to choose between my children and this group. And I don't feel like my children are welcome. So Robin's like, well, what if they not felt welcome? Are you fucking kidding me? So Janelle goes, well, Cody has said that they can't come home for Christmas unless they get a big apology. And the boys are like, no, we're not doing that. So Cody says in a confessional that the issues between he and Goofus and Gallant, Gabe and Garrison, have to do with a lack of support or adherence to the COVID protocols, stuff like that. Shit we've been talking about for years now, right? And that was Janelle's fault because Janelle wasn't supportive of Cody and therefore the boys weren't supportive of him. So Cody says, well, you know, I just don't want to be in this awkward situation where it's like an alcoholic family member coming over. And Janelle just like blanks him immediately. It's like, you have to realize it's not just the two boys. It's more than just them. Robin's like, are you telling me that there's more than just Gabe and Garrison? And Janelle says, yeah, there's a general disgruntlement amongst my children. So (laughs) we're talking Maddie. Caleb? Caleb counts too, right? Like, let's let's bring Caleb in the mix. I feel like that would really trigger Cody. I, I would do that. C- Caleb hates you, bro. Caleb, don't fuck with you. And then we'll we'll really get the get the games going. How about that? So then here we go in the manosphere, just whipping up in this man's brain. Well, uh, I know that's an indicator to me that Janelle and the kids are talking behind my back and nobody's confronting me with it. <sighs> These what is this family of twenty three? Truly acts like it is unconscionable and unfathomable that there ever be conversations happening amongst people about other members of the family. Like, it's not a conspiracy. Yes, they're talking about you, Cody, because you fucking suck. So what now? (laughs) Address it now. So Cody and Robin are like, well, we didn't know anything about most of the kids having issues. How did we not know this? And Janelle goes, well, because you're hardly around, Cody. Like, you expect them to respect you, but there's a lot more going on than just that. Robin claims temporary amnesia by saying she doesn't know what's going on with the kids. She's just trying to, you know, keep up and she really wants to understand because she feels like this is something that they can get fixed. Okay, well, then if you don't know what the hell's going on, then how the, how the hell do you know that it could be fixed? And also, how would you not know that, like, seven kids don't, don't fuck with their dad? How would that be possible? Unless you're in such an insular situation with him that you just don't check in with them, Robin. Like, again, either way, neither of these sound great. (laughs) And this actually brings me to a a throwback clip I saw on TikTok. Because, ooh, TikTok is being taken, or at least my For You page is being taken over by Sister Wives. Um, So in this clip, I don't know where Christine was going, but she was going out of town. And... She's giving Cody the rundown, which she later says that she had been doing for three days, just about the basics of how to raise their children, what their schedules are like, who needs to get picked up, lunches that need to be made, and truly's lunch needed to be made. His first question was, does Peyton know how to do that? Christine says, yeah, he knows how to, he can pack her lunch. It's fine. Okay, well, Gwen needs to be picked up, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm hoping that maybe you could clean the garage or organize it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So Christine says in a confessional with all the other wives that it's um, standard that Cody just doesn't really fully know how to parent the kids. He's in there. He hangs out with them. But the brunt of the child rearing falls on the moms. Right. 
And then Robin's dumbass goes, wow, that's just really not my experience. Like he knows how to deal with Ariella. He knows their schedules. He knows how to clean them, bathe them, feed them. He knows he's involved in anything. That's really just not my experience. And then Christine just has to just sit there like, okay. <laughs> and also during that conversation with Christine, he's looks at his phone and he's like, are you paying attention to me? And he says, no, like literally she's in the middle of a sentence, a word as he just completely checks out. And then he mentions that he's going to have to take some time to spend with Solomon. This mother's day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue Nile, whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Robin's home, it, it appears. It appears at Robin's home. Oh, no. Robin had uh, nannies. She had uh, the cousin that was hanging around for a bit and somebody else <laughs> to watch her two kids. And yet Peyton had to pack a lunch for Truly. And uh, maybe somebody will pick up Gwen from her acting class. I mean, wild. At one point, Christine's literally like standing there waiting for Cody to get off his phone and be like, okay, I'm going to have to wait to have this conversation because I need a visual confirmation that you are understanding what I'm saying because I've been telling you now for three days and I'm leaving and I really need to know that you understand what I'm saying. Blank, sir. Monster. Anyway, back to Robin claiming that she has no idea what's going on with a third of the family. Janelle says in a confessional, I have no idea. Robin's acting like she's never heard this before. I think she's pretending possibly that she's never heard this before because Cody's a blabbermouth and he can't keep anything a secret. This whole thing is real confusing to me. Robin does this a lot. I don't know. I don't know if it's for real or if she's just pretending she's never heard anything before, but Cody leaks like a sieve. So I don't know. She can't stand Robin. Finally. Finally. And Danielle says that she feels like she'd just rather hang out with her kids. And when Cody's like, well, that's what Christine did. Janelle goes, don't do that with me. You know, no, let's do that. And he's like, well, I'm just saying that's what she did too. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, you don't need to be getting upset with me because of it. So Cody says in a confessional that there's been a civil war going on. And he's just wondering what side Janelle's on. And at first I wanted to laugh at him because he's always making things like so wild. Like everything's a fucking battle with him from his hair to his children's relationships. But I actually think he may have been right. He might have been spot on with this because Cody's definitely um, a, a master, if you will. Robin's uh, the house help, which if you know is um, the ones that get treated just a little bit better than the one out in the field, like Mary, right? The, the gate's been open for Mary. She's not leaving, right? Christine's uh, Harriet Tubman over here. To freedom. To freedom. And Janelle's thinking, you know what? I might want to head up north myself. So he actually wasn't wrong with that, Cody. Anyway, Robin tries to throw Cody the softest ball of all by asking him, do you just not want to have anything to do with Gabriel Garrison or are you looking for a resolution on both sides? And Cody goes, well, I guess I'm looking for a resolution. Then... God, this moment really made me laugh so hard because Janelle's in a confessional getting the ick over her own, <laughs> over her own family. She's like, look at the producer. You're like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. Like, I don't even recognize this family or whatever. Like, I don't know. Something's really changed for me. Like, she, visibly her face was like, mm-mm. <laughs> Like cilantro and she's got that soap gene. Like literally in that moment was like, I don't, this ain't for me anymore. 
Oh my god. So Janelle announces to the group that there's a real strong pull for her to just cut and run and do the easy thing and to leave you guys. It says, I have two worlds pulling at me right now. So Robin says, well, there should just be one world. And then she scrunches up her face, but again, no tears. So Cody says that Robin is the best communicator in the family, which we all know he just means she says everything I want her to say. But that's all. And then he's like, there's a turn for term for Robin, which is circling the donkey. Because the donkey, I don't know, circles a grinder and gets to the bottom of the problem or something, but just, just like spends her day just circling endlessly. But I guess they're fixing stuff, right? This is her fixing the family. Good. He's like, you know, it's actually a pretty unfair term, but it, you know, it's it's actually a compliment. Is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. So then Robin decides to make herself the victim again, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, and says, you know, it's really hard to be a plural wife when another wife leaves because, you know, usually he gets broken up with, he gets angry and does stupid stuff. And, like, those women suck, and then he's dealing that while he's still married, and I just feel like Cody's just lining up the rest of us and shooting us down because he's angry with all women, because Christine's a woman, and she left him. Do, are you also reading this Manosphere shit? Like, what? Do you, like, do you hear yourself? Like, that's not <laughs> attractive. I mean... <laughs> Like, all of that really sounds like Cody has a problem. Like, you think it's okay for him to just hate all women because somebody who had every right to leave him did? And that you're now bearing the brunt of it? That's actually fucked up that he would do that to you. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it's to be expected of plural marriage. If somebody leaves it, there, there's a fallout there, an emotional fallout that you're probably going to have to deal with. But to... Compare yourself to being lined up and shot because Christine wanted to be happy and not play pretend for you and your children, which is really all of this is. She's weird. Cody says in a confessional something about how women bear a different burden in plural marriage than men do. But then he's like, you know, I've seen men leave, you know, five or six wives not having ever felt loved by any of them. And then he says that plural marriage isn't all beer and Skittles and that there's a different burden for men, but he doesn't want to like mansplain it to anybody. Is it because you know that the burden for men is for them to properly love all their wives so that they feel respected and equal? You don't have to explain that because then you would have to be admitting that you didn't ever do that, which we know is not possible for Cody. So now, now he doesn't want to mansplain <laughs> just on this. Oh, he's sick. Janelle does her classic I have to go. <laughs> I really love the, the classic Irish exit. Um, Savannah needs to be picked up. Okay. But Cody reminds her, we haven't even seen the plans for your house. She goes, oh, right, right, right. Well, I did tell Savannah that I would be a little bit late. So I do have a couple minutes. <laughs> Suddenly she had a, a, a little bit of window of time. So they all look at the, the whatever. And yeah, it's just it, nothing really. Next, we go to Janelle's new apartment. She moved into it when Cody had COVID, so they're still, like, getting settled. This is when Savannah reveals the truth, which is, one, this is the first time she's seen Cody since he had COVID, but also doesn't really make much of a difference because he doesn't come over that often anyway. And when he does, it's not like he's actually living there or being there. It's just like a visit. So then Savannah says that she kind of understands because the RV was really small, but she's hoping now that they live in the apartment, he'll come over more often. And this is just why I feel so sad for that girl. Like, she's always accepting scraps. Really. It's so sad. Cody claims that he was splitting his time between Robin and Janelle's RV, but he wouldn't be there in the daytime. Just sleep there. Wouldn't shower. Didn't want to waste water. You know, just spending the night. Then he, of course, goes into victim mode about how he's an afterthought. You know, like, I'm really an afterthought when it comes to the moving and I just have to squeeze my way in whenever I can. Uh. But, you know, Janelle's filled up this apartment with all of her stuff and, you know, there's really no space for me. Just like Joseph, there's no room at the inn for me. Oh, can you believe it? But what he's really trying to do, he's trying to follow, find fault in everything so that he can run back to that $2 million mansion filled with junk. 
<laughs> filled with junk and toys and the warmth of his actual family. So now Cody's nitpicking everything. Oh, I don't think these tables, the bedside tables are high enough. I need to be able to read. This isn't good. My lamp's not going to be high enough. And so Janelle's like, okay, why don't you just bring another? I, well, I guess I could. <laughs> oh, so Janelle says in a confessional that she was nervous. She kind of knew this was going to happen because it's just their standard college apartment. Nothing special. Cody likes nice things. These don't really meet his standards. And she knew that. So then we cruise on over to Utah with Christine. She's having a cookout with Aspen and Mitch and Truly. And so she's now been in Utah for uh, two and a half months and says she's been able to see her kids, her extended family several times. She's having the time of her life. Then she says in a confessional that she told people that she would be visiting Flagstaff, but she didn't know how hard it was going to be. And every time she drives in, she has to see those same mountains that she heard the angels sing at. And it's just been a lot harder for her because it's weird to have to go back to a place that has a lot of heartbreak. So Christine says that the hardest part for her was the conversation with Robin. And Robin being like, so do you think that the people that you're still not close to that you'll remain not close to again and that you won't talk just ask the direct question, girl. But anyway, Christine's like, yeah, like, I'm going to still not fuck with you. But then two days later, which as she's leaving, uh, Aurora and Brianna are looking at her like they've said, fuck your mom and hit her upside the head with a purse. And she realized, oh, by extension, Robin told them that I didn't want to have a relationship with them. So now I'm in between a rock and a hard place because <laughs> the shade is like, now I know that to be able to... Like, I did not intend on hurting those kids' feelings. I didn't mean them. I meant Robin and Mary. But in order for me to bridge a relationship with these kids, I'm going to have to bridge it with Robin. So I'm in a really hard place. <laughs> Basically, I don't want to talk to that bitch. But I feel sorry for those kids. <laughs> so then the four uh, adults get back together, right? And Mary says that it's to figure out the holidays because obviously Christine's not going to be there. So they're having a, a new normal, if you will. But when Mary says hi to Cody, I don't know if you guys notice this. She goes, how are you doing? He goes, I'm living. <laughs> okay. So then Janelle announces, okay, at this point, Thanksgiving is a week away. She's officially going to go to North Carolina to visit Maddie and Caleb, but she'll be home for Christmas. And then she says, that most of the kids, except for Maddie, will be coming back to Flagstaff for Christmas. But they decided to get an Airbnb and because they're not welcome to be with the rest of the family, as we've been told leading up to this. Cody, uh, I never said that. What are you talking about? I just wanted to have a conversation because, you know, I, you know, I just don't want to be at a holiday where we're sitting around like a bunch of alcoholics who got into a big fight. And now we're pretending like nothing happened the night before. Why he's stuck on this comparison, I don't know. Fortunately, this is the last time. So Janelle says, well, Cody, your boys are about as stubborn as you are. And Cody says, well, I'm not being stubborn. I just want to have a conversation. Now, this brings me to uh, a text that I got from Princess the other day. <laughs> and she asked me if it's possible that Cody is, uh, his phone is unable to make outgoing calls because he can start this conversation. And what we decided is that Cody must have a jitterbug. That only gets, I think you only get two calls. You, there's like two buttons, people that you can call. One is for Robin. And this is my guess is that the other one is for Ariella. But Ariella doesn't have a phone, but she will at some point. So we have to keep that line open for Ariella just in case. So now Cody gets all butthurt, claiming that Janelle's keeping information for him and that he's always the last to know. Janelle is over it, by the way. She's like very calmly to Cody. You're the one who said to me multiple times that they had to apologize to you before they could get together. So back in the confessional, Cody's doing his conspiracy theories again and saying well, he just feels like Janelle's trying to pit him against the boys or at least didn't support Cody. So now he's feeling betrayed. And then he complains or claims rather that he's corrected himself many times over that the boys don't really need to apologize, but whatever. They just need to have, like, a, a thing. But Janelle's the one who keeps harping on it. So now, in his mind, he feels like Janelle 
told them something, but didn't want to correct them with the new information. So now they're just stuck. And now it's all her fault. Some somehow and suddenly. And then Cody really gets pissed because he finds out that they have extended the Airbnb because after Christmas, Isabel and Truly are going to come to down to Flagstaff. And so now everybody's going to be together. Now, here's my first question is, what is Cody mad about? Like taking away the fact that they're going to or that they need to apologize or resolve it or whatever. They were going to have to get a place to stay. Not all your kids could stay at Robin's house. So like, what are you mad about? <laughs> they can't all stay at your house. They would have to get an Airbnb. They can't stay with, with Janelle in her two-bedroom apartment or whatever. What's the problem? So then Cody tries to get enforcements in Robin and Mary by being like, do you guys feel like this is a betrayal? Like, do you guys want to speak up? And they just stare at him. So Cody keeps claiming that he's being betrayed. So Janelle goes, I'm sorry, did you not want to see your kids? Do you not want Truly and Isabel to come down? What's the issue? And he's like, well, I do, but you're talking about bringing them to a neutral space. But this is my house. What the fuck are you talking about? This doesn't make sense to me. This does not. They would have had to find accommodations because there's no room at your inn. So what? what's the problem? So then Cody just turns back to Robin and Mary's like, you guys are going to have to say something. So now Janelle has jokes and she says in a confessional, oh, here comes Cody trying to build up a united front against Janelle and my decisions. The Cody says that he was just trying to tap in Mary and Robin because he doesn't know why this is bothering him. So he wants them to be able to articulate it. Again, I don't know, but they need to do something. And if they don't, then they're not trying. Mary kind of half-heartedly says some vague thing about, yeah, well, a couple weeks ago, I do think it was more clear, but she doesn't really explain what was more clear. So that was no help. Thanks, Mary. So Janelle says in a confessional that after Cody got COVID, he told her that the boys needed to apologize to Robin. And since then, there has been... Zero movement on Cody's side. So it seems like Cody just expects Janelle to spend the holidays with Robin and Mary and their kids. Sorry, not interested. No, thank you. And then Mary finally admits in a confessional that, in fact, if she was in the situation in which her kids were all going to be somewhere else, she'd spend time with them too. No, no question. Janelle then says, I was just working with the information that I was given. Okay. Then Cody very sternly goes, please do not communicate to my children for me because you don't have good communication. So who the hell is going to be communicating with them? Because it doesn't seem to be you. Your phone doesn't seem to be working. The jitterbug isn't hitting Gabe or Garrison or Truly or Isabel or McKelty. Maybe McKelty because she's friends with Robin. Okay. But not Savannah. Uh, not Aspen, Logan. So, you know, who are you mad at? <laughs> like, So Cody then tells Janelle that if the kids have anything to say, she doesn't need to be saying anything about Cody. She just needs to direct them to him. I, <laughs> the man is out of his mind. Out of his mind. So Janelle says... The kids already know what time it is with Cody. They know that if they call him, they're going to have to kowtow to him. They're going to have to apologize, you know, especially to this person in the family who's done all of these amazing emotional things for us and has just been hurt, a.k.a. Robin. (laughs) So Robin asks if they're doing anything for Christmas at the Airbnb. And Janelle's like, I don't know. I was just hoping that maybe during this period of time there would be a miracle and you guys would reconcile, but... Uh, kind of seems like that's not what's going to be happening now. So Cody claims that Janelle's not taking culpability for respecting his COVID roles, but Janelle's like, bro, you were asking me to choose between my children and you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So Cody then says, well, you were just belittling my rules. But Janelle says, you didn't even give me any rules until two weeks before Thanksgiving. So from March to Thanksgiving, there were no rules. And Cody starts yelling, Janelle, that's not true. That is a blatant lie. So Janelle's like, all right, bet. She starts grabbing her stuff, trying to get up to leave. And Robin's like, no, stop. Like, let's talk about this. Cody's still getting angry. You know, I, I, I'm mad as hell because all this shit is on me. And when I finally get sick from COVID, that was a death-like experience. Oh, man. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bitch. You're alive. You're alive. You didn't have to go to the hospital. You just didn't sleep for a couple days, and I'm sure it was uncomfortable for you. COVID isn't pleasant. But you didn't, you're alive. Like, you can't say you had a death-like experience if you never had to go even to the hospital. There was never any sort of urgency. Uh, you were claiming you just, I put me under the lung, lung x-ray machine with Robin. I can't be without her. But I'm not actually sick. Bitch, take a nap. So Cody goes on and on about like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I had known that after all of this, nobody would end up sick, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I was just doing what I did to protect my family. My heart's broken and Christine left because of this. Robin's scrunching up her face again. No tears. No tears. Asking Janelle to stay and keep talking, even if it's intense. And Janelle rolls her eyes so hard. Honestly, I'm surprised she didn't get a headache from it. So Janelle yells at Cody. She tells him, you and I see things differently. And this is not all of my fault. You're acting like this is my fault. And it's not. So Cody says, well, it would have been great to have a backup. And Janelle says, I was walking in the line between my adult children and you and everybody else. I was following all the CDC guidelines. And then in the confessional, she's like, Cody's acting like I'm some kind of COVID denier. And I'm not <laughs> like, I follow the CDC rules. I wore a mask. I washed my hands. I was careful. I'm vaccinated for crying out loud. I don't have to stand here and defend myself because this is the same argument. I don't need to be beaten into submission. I'm not made to kowtow. I don't need this. And the last 18 months made me realize I'm pretty good. I'm independent. I'm not going to stand here and be yelled at. I just don't need it. And let the church say amen. So Janelle mumbles under her breath. I don't, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Cody goes... He finally apologized because I'm sorry, I'm angry, but we just need to figure this out. I just survived a really dark place and you don't give a shit. You're just missing it. Would you ever have any empathy for me? Janelle rolls her eyes again and officially gets up. But Cody says, Janelle, it would be a really bad idea for you to walk off on this one. And Janelle goes, I just don't like the yelling. So Robin sort of facilitates Janelle coming back to sit down and, you know, Cody does not scream again. Janelle looks at her watch, classic Janelle moves, and goes, I have a few more minutes. That's it. So Cody says he's really sorry again, but, you know, every time I talk about this, I'm on the edge of losing it. And Robin's like, woo-woo-woo, I know, I know, I know, Cody. Uh, you know, is there a way that we can come back from all this COVID stuff? So Janelle reiterates again, the only reason I rented that Airbnb is because Cody said the boys had to apologize because they had been abusive. The Cody's like, well, not everybody, just me and Robin. But Robin in the confessional raises her hands and is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't, he doesn't need to be talking about me. Like, I'm not in this. He doesn't need to be talking about me. I just don't know why he's bringing up my name. Girl, you know exactly why, Robin. Because uh, those boys texted you pissed off because they thought that you were the reason why they were being kept from their father. You have the text messages in your phone, girl. You know why they're, you know why you're being involved in this. But now you want to believe that this exchange happened, that you, Cody, have no, have had no conversations about it then, that he doesn't know that you've been hurt. Please, please. So Cody says that Robin wasn't the one asking for an apology. It was him, which, yeah, like, okay, sure. 
But then at some point, he changed his mind to just having a resolution instead of a formal apology from the boys. So then Cody says, listen, maybe things are too raw right now. Actually, maybe it's a better idea that we just have a separate Christmas. Mary chimes in and goes, you know, um, just from experience, the more you uh, ignore situations and don't have conversations, you know, the further and further you grow apart, I'm still here. Mary and Janelle kind of both agree in their own confessionals that over the years, somebody ends up getting the blame. Somebody ends up being the scapegoat. And, you know, everybody thinks that you're at fault. But the difference is that Mary says that she feels like now this is happening with Robin when what she should be saying is that it's happening with Janelle. So Janelle tells the rest of them that she just feels like she would have been personally fine going to Christmas, making a go of it, acting like everything's cool. But Cody put his foot down about wanting to have some apologies and that's when shit went left. Cody brings up Christine again, but Janelle shuts it down. And in a confessional, she's like, Cody has a tendency to go back to like, I've been divorced as though this is something that happened to him instead of him being an active participant in it as well. Robin's really co-signing this. Let's all blame Christine because Cody spent the last years with COVID being blamed for things. And then he, you know, things went left and now it's hard for him. And he wants people to pick sides because he's in pain. So at this point, Cody goes, I'm really sorry, you guys. But Cody tries to interrupt and Cody actually has a moment of clarity. He's like, no, Robin, like I knew better than to do this. I'm sitting here realizing that I've put out there that if you pick Christine, then I won't accept you. But Robin's like, no, Cody, like you need to listen. Like everybody needs to realize that if you hadn't gone through this last year and a half or two years with COVID with your kids, then it wouldn't hurt like this. So now we know that Robin is the one who's really not helping these situations because she wants him to be a victim to his own children. And then for him to be the, it's okay that he can like lash out at everybody else because of it. Like, she wants him to do that. Even when he's actually trying to take ownership and say, this is not fair. What I'm doing to people is not fair. She's like, no, no, no. She wants to give him an out. Wild. So in a confessional, Cody says that he realizes that all relationships are complicated, but especially those between a parent and a child. And that he's got his own daddy issues. And that he's probably passing them on to his own kids, especially the sons. He, and then he says, I thought I was making huge sacrifices. And I'm sure that Gabe and Gabriel or, or uh, Garrison are having a, a lot of heartbreak. And they probably wish that I was as loyal to them as I wish that they were to me. And now we're kind of at war with each other. The only time Robin made sense is when Cody asks that maybe if they had done what Christine wanted and gone up to Utah, then maybe they're, you know, the family would be, still be intact. But Robin kind of told on herself or everybody really but being like no because at that point you were kind of like really down on plural marriage and you didn't really believe in it so probably wouldn't have worked anyway <laughs> which yeah right you're right so Mary goes so it seems to me like in order to have a functional relationship um, all the wives have to get along with each other no ifs ands or buts we have to be best friends is that what I'm hearing And Cody makes some stupid comparison to chess and how the king is nowhere without his queen and he has got three queens and like, which ones, which ones is it Christine, Janelle and, and Robin mentioned it all. Let's say, which are the three ones, Cody, which three, but he's like, you know, these three queens, I should be able to rule the world, but they're fighting with each other. And I just saw that play out with Christine. This, Even I, I don't play chess. I know that this is not a correct comparison. Like, I know that, like, the queen is actually the powerful. But three queens and they're fighting. I I don't think that's how that works. I don't care. He's wrong regardless. Then Cody ends things by saying that they basically had spent all of these years faking it until they made it. Nothing ever got fixed. And he says, I don't want to blame Perler Marriage, but it just hasn't worked out very well for us. So the episode ends with Janelle saying that she wasn't going to miss an opportunity to be with her kids when most of them are all going to be home at the same time and says, listen, 
maybe Cody, you should work this out with your kids, with a counselor or something. Cause I can't be in the middle of it anymore because it's now ruining our relationship with each other. Cody then mumbles under his breath that they get to pick and choose who they hang out with, but he doesn't. And that's just weird to me. So then he looks over at Janelle and says, I'm sorry again. She's like, it's all right. Janelle says in a confessional, I feel like this family has never had a divide this deep. And now that Christine's left, this is the ultimate test of our family to see if we can hold it together after all of this. And I guess we'll find out. Oh, I cannot wait for these tells. Mess. Thank you guys so much for all of you who have been listening to my recaps. Y'all really show up and show out with so much support. Fear not, this is not my last episode. I'll be talking about all three of those tell-all parts. Um, But yeah, just before we get into that, thank you guys to all of you new listeners and to all the people who recommended me to people and shouted me out. Like, I really, really appreciate it. It's been so much fun to talk about truly one of my favorite shows to recap. So I hope that you guys stick along. Shout out to the lady who last season was like, I literally don't like anything else you do. So I will not be listening (laughs) after this. But, you know, maybe you don't have to tell me that. You could just kept that to yourself. But if you want to leave, if you want to leave me with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would appreciate that. But if not, let's just stick around for the journey. We'll be talking a bunch of Bravo and other mess later. And we'll definitely be back for season 18 of Sister Wives. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Thank you for speaking.